Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I get to spend some more time today with the president of the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, Jason Ball. Jason, good to have you in in person. We were Zooming back in December the last time you and I chatted. That's right, Dale. Thank you for having me. doesn't take any time at all to get back into the swing of things because you've been in Lincoln, integral in Lincoln through the chamber. So it's like coming back home. It it is exactly like coming back home and and it's uh I got to say it's just an honor to be uh you know back in town working with uh old and new friends and and uh just getting back into the swing of things here in Nebraska. Let's go to the city council from last night. Yeah. Uh, they revised an entire section of Lincoln's equal opportunity code to include protections against discrimination for sexual orientation, gender identity, military, veteran status. As a Chamber of Commerce leader, Jason, why is that important to Lincoln? Well, it's important because in Nebraska, we're at like a 1.7 unemployment rate, and I think it's even a little bit lower here in Metro Lincoln. And uh, we have known since, you know, going back to uh, the rise of the creative class book in the early 2000s, um, communities that are diverse, communities that are welcoming to people of all uh, stripes and backgrounds, um, do well. They compete well. Companies that are diverse are are more competitive, and so uh, the chamber's position on this is not new. Uh, we've had this position uh, for years and years uh, uh, for before I arrived here, um, and and our you know, our perspective on this is that. Anything related to workforce, it should be a, uh, based on the principle that an individual's merit and work and achievements should speak for themselves as to whether they're able to uh, uh, work for a company, uh, seek promotions in a company. Um, that's what all our existing anti-discrimination policies in the nation are, are, are built on right now. And the, the other thing that, that I think gets missed in this, people are very focused on the LGBTQ populations and protections specifically but as you mentioned in your your intro there are other other group demographic groups of people that are are covered within this and really at a local level our um our 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 chapter 11 coverage is just behind groups that aren't covered right now are military and veterans groups they deserve uh these protections uh in our opinion as well as there's just some real unexpected stuff like divorced people um should also be able to be uh, hired and and, and uh, have their work judged on the merit of their work. And so this is a, a large set of rewrites and amendments to the Title XI uh, portions of our city charter. Uh, but we think they make sense 
and, and that they keep us competitive from a workforce standpoint here in Lincoln. How about young professionals? Have you had any conversations with young professionals who ask you in detail to state Lincoln's discrimination policy at all? Because I'm hearing that young professionals are basing to some extent, their decision on coming or not coming based upon discrimination policies. Yeah, it, it, so uh, one, this generation of emerging workforce, and here I'm kind of focused on the very late teens or folks in their early to mid-20s in particular, as well as folks in their 30s, um, they're very keyed into this. And so communities that have that uh, reputation for being welcoming, whether or not they fit one of these demographic categories themselves, um, by and large, people in those generations feel like these are appropriate policies uh, to have. And I also want to stress, Dale, since you ask about young professionals specifically, uh, the Chamber has long had one of the largest uh, young professionals groups, not only in our region, but in the nation. And they also testified um, uh, with the Chamber's support in support of uh, the, this package of, of updates, which was, uh, as everyone knows, now ultimately voted through city council on Monday. Jason Ball joining me, the president of the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. In your rearview mirror is Hutchinson, Kansas. Yes, sir. Uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Round Rock, Texas. Yes. As you were involved in those chamber organizations, ever had a business say no to relocate because of discrimination? I, you know, I will tell you it's something they get asked on the front end. Um, and in particular in, say, South Dakota, we had to work with um, Governor Nome quite a bit because there, uh, almost on a regular basis, is legislation proposed uh, that would, um, again, in, in the business community in Sioux Falls' view, um, be discriminatory in nature. And that catches businesses' attention. Those businesses have stakeholders themselves. Those businesses have uh, maybe employees that fit those those demographic categories. And uh, the business community certainly wants a um, environment where those folks uh, feel welcome, or they're not going to to locate in a community. Um, and so I know these can be controversial topics. Uh, but I just want to stress the, the chamber's position here, as well as the other chambers I've represented, um, we're here quoting what the impact will be on the bottom line for Lincoln. And I am telling you, our business community, small, medium, and large businesses, businesses of all industry uh, types, are, are generally unified around the, the need for workforce. And um, we need to make sure that we're taking advantage of the uh, capabilities of all folks if we're going to be a successful, dynamic, uh, growing economic engine like we want to be. You mentioned Nebraska's unemployment 1.7%, Lincoln at 1.1%. Let's flip that, listeners. That's 98.9% of all people out there yep. have a job or they are working more than one job. Yeah. Take me into a conversation that you might have with a business looking to to locate or expand here in Lincoln when unemployment yeah. is brought up. Yeah. So, Dale, if I can take a, a look back all the way when I was here before and our unemployment was over twice, almost three times what it is now here in Lincoln at, at 3%. And I can remember waking up and hearing about um, company announcements and expansions and other communities not too far from us in in other midwestern areas um and just saying oh my gosh how come that project didn't didn't look at us well that community had a 
you know, a whopping 5% or 4% unemployment uh, compared to our three. So, so businesses are looking at this. And certainly um, having an unemployment rate so low does not help us when it comes to the, the recruitment side of things. It's, it's a challenge, and I just want to be upfront about that. So for those that are listening, I would never wish anyone to be out of a job. Those are scary situations. I'm not uh, cheerleading at all for a higher unemployment rate. Uh, but what I am saying is that that's one of many, many, many criteria, uh, particularly in this labor environment nationally, where uh, businesses are looking. So that's, that's the bad news. Um, the good news is we have several partnerships in place to overcome this. And the other good news is that every other community, uh, Metro Atlanta, for example, right now, these are the same challenges and same questions they're having to address uh, with, with their employers and folks that are trying to recruit to that bit, uh, area. Metro Chicago, Metro uh, Austin, where I came out of the greater Austin Metro, this is still the number one thing uh, that get, gets asked about. And so uh, one way we address this is pathways, pathways, pathways. Our program has extensive relationships with our education partners, uh, uh, University of Nebraska, uh, Nebraska Wesleyan, Southeast Community College, the, the, the uh, public school system, um, really anyone that is training students right now. Our program wants to engage with those folks, and we have worked on many, many things uh, that help kids transition to the right pathway for them, whether that's a four-year degree, two-year degree, uh, military service, or jumping in uh, to specific training so they can jump into the workforce uh, more quickly. There are great careers and pathways in all directions there. We support them. All of that work has, has value. Um, when we're talking to a company, in addition to that, we're also finding out from them what specific skills do you need. And we have a great partner, particularly with respect to Southeast Community College. We love having them in the room um, when they're still trying to decide where they'll go so they can hear Yes, we can do, say, adjunct professors that actually work for that business that are doing customized training skills. They can develop a series of training um, that, for example, that, that will get people trained up instead of in a year. It takes them only six months. Um, all of these create more pathways, by the way, for people and individuals and families to find that next step up in life where they're earning more, getting better benefits, or, or just having a job they're more excited about. Enough time, Jason, to talk about one of your first acts as chamber president, setting in motion a small business advisory council. Yeah. Uh, business bosses had until February 4th to get in their applications to be involved with this. What was the turnout and what will the council do? So we've had a, we've had a great response, um, and this is something still uh, in, in motion. We haven't officially kicked it off yet. Um, but very early in my onboarding process with my team, um, I said, look, you know, what are, what are some things we can do? And one, one of the things we identified um, was wanting to get closer to small businesses. Um, our chamber uh, right now is about 79% small businesses uh, as defined by the SBA. Um, and, and we wear that badge very proudly. So if you're an army of one, uh, if you have a staff of 10 or fewer, uh, you know, if you're a midsize, you know, 50 to 25 person business, um, this chamber is working hard for you every day. And I feel like the um, 
programming that we do, particularly the advocacy, is a great benefit to those small businesses here. Um, I got my start working with small businesses at the Nebraska Business Development Center uh, back in Lincoln and or here in Lincoln. And, uh, and so I'm very excited to gather this group. It is going to be a group of advisors direct to me. Uh, it's going to meet probably about once a month uh, for the better part of, of a year. And then a year goes by and, uh, and we'll have a new group of folks. And so this is just another way to keep the chamber living closer to issues that are uh, relevant and topical for small business, uh, find out what pressures they're under. And I'm looking for ways that we can, can help them solve problems. So I'm, I'm very excited to get this group uh, uh, kicked off. Obviously, I'm still uh, just about four weeks in right now and so uh, still onboarding. But we're going we're gonna to kick this group off soon, and, and then it will be some really productive conversations. We're going to have good conversations. You, you and I have yeah. committed to a monthly get-together. That's right. Thank you. On this show. So, good listeners, we're going to keep you up on the goings-on of the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. Jason Ball bringing a lot of excitement to the chamber, and there's always plenty to talk about we didn't even get to molly fletcher had a chance to speak to molly this past weekend yep. had her on monday for lincoln live she's your speaker annual later on meeting. To, yeah at the annual meeting coming yeah. up wednesday about noontime yeah so. we are thrilled to have her yeah thank you jason very much dale thank you great to speak with jason you. ball with me today for the conversation on lincoln live